Well, hello there, Dad and lovely listeners. It's the brand newest installment of the Action Augusty podcast that there is. Action August. Action August. It's dang old, dead, and lovely. Typically, your favorite horror movie review show. Then, for the month of August, becomes your favorite action movie review show. It's just your favorite show. Let's be honest. There's no competition. We're your yeah. favorite. We're your favorite. Just say it after yep. us. Kali yep. Ma, you love our show. <laughs> Support us on Patreon. Kali Ma. Also, you know what? If uh, if you give us your heart. Well, uh, you get a free Patreon membership. Yeah, that's true. That's true. At that's the all one dollar level, you don't get to put anything in the bowl. We already no, got no, no, your no. heart, you know. Yeah, that's what we care <laughs> about the most, anyway. It's dead and lovely here with the host of the most. It's me, your good buddy, Uncle Ben, and me, that guy who's probably gonna say some stuff that pisses you off because you loved this as a kid, Hollywood Steve. <laughs> I'm a grown up, and I hate everything that you liked when you were a kid. <laughs> I'm going to push a kid down. <laughs> Are you going to be out here being like, Ecto Cooler and Kool-Aid Burst sucked? No, hey, I won't say that. I, <laughs> I will. loved Ecto Cooler as a kid. I didn't like and... those things, dude. I grew up drinking homemade Kool-Aid. I'm talking oh, yeah, about me mom. me too. I didn't have any of the squeeze the bottle ones. Oh, yeah. Dude, I don't need no squeezy bottle. I just need no. that packet, that sugar, and some of that old dang uh, Talbot, Tennessee tap water. That's all mm. I need to have a good time with my <clears> Kool-Aid. <throat> limestone flavored yummy (laughs) and we're here today to be talking about one indiana bones and the temple of poon (laughs) right i'll tell you what i didn't have a whole lot of time to prepare for this episode so i only got to watch indiana jones and the temple of doom once but i watched indiana bones and the temple of poon several times oh yeah many scenes i rewinded (laughs) <laughs> gotta see that again yeah Ooh, what was that? that was good <laughs> if you want to get straight onto the movie review portion there's a time stamp for you in the podcast description but before we do that we're gonna shoot shit catch up do a little uh preview palacing and have ourselves a good old time uh we're recording this just a scant few days after we recorded our last episode i'm yeah. kind of tight on time for the next yeah, uh next week or so man i've got uh, a rehearsal Monday, I've got a, a show. Actually, as as you you people are listening to this, I might be on stage right now on a Tuesday Whoa, playing out. with Andy Wood and Greg Cock. It's going to be a great time at the Open Court in Knoxville, Tennessee. So I've been getting ready for all that stuff, and then after that, I depart to Crossville for Andy Wood's Woodshed Guitar Camp Experience. Yeah thing for the third year in a row it's going to be a a good old time but i've just been trying to get myself in as much uh practice time review time going over those tunes i'm trying to remember which which one of the notes on the neck a is do you remember which one a is oh yeah oh it's the the one it's the big one the big note oh the big yeah uh, the old big and the biggest note on there okay wait now looking for that one have you been practicing your weedly weedlies Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the Meedle Meedles. I've been working on the Meedle Meedles oh, yeah. a lot. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. What and about the like, Weedly Weedly Wees. Those are very important. Weedly Weedly Wees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm working on getting <laughs> my star power up so I can like shred yeah. harder, you know? <laughs> you gotta. <laughs> Real important stuff, man. I want to be prepared. We're going to be playing with some pretty badass players and stuff, so I want to show them my best Meedle Meedles. So I'm going to go study my fretboard chart and learn how to play that B chord for once and for all. Then I'm going to be a star. <laughs> Finally getting B. Yeah, Finally. Got to put B in the arsenal at a certain yep. point. I think it's time, man. I think it's time that I do that. Dude, how you been this week? 
Uh, I mean, great. The, the you know, it's only been a couple of days, but uh, as, as I said in the last episode, we have a we have a house guest, um, and we've been having a lot of fun. Just uh, uh, honestly, like uh, really, just hanging out and talking a lot. It's been the best. Uh, you know how it is when you you get to catch up with a friend. Interesting. Uh, I Sounds mean, we do it like once a week and record For a it living. and put it yeah. out. Mm, yeah, that's true. Um, mm-hmm. It's real fun though. We've been, we've been having some drinks been drinking on a little bit um we also got some pizza from a place here in knoxville called gavino's which i think gavino's it's all right it's i liked it a whole lot um yeah. one of the things that i i often have trouble with with uh pizza is uh they don't they don't cook their sauce long enough it doesn't de- like really develop those nice like sugars and the acidity doesn't get tamped down that's and true so i'll yes. get like reflux from it um Gavino's, their sauce, like nothing, not a single problem. So fucking tasty, so good, and also their crust was great. Love it's a taste crust. of the old country, isn't it? Yeah, good stuff. Um, Woo! Other than that, not much going on. What you been up to, dude? I've just been, yeah, like I said, reviewing and all that stuff. But I've just had time to watch a few things this week. Uh, I mentioned on last week's episode that right after we finished, I was going to go watch Marcel the Shell with shoes on with right, Kate over uh-huh. at Central Cinema. That Jenny movie, Slate. it's a dang delight. I'll tell you is what. It awesome. Adorable. It just, uh, it's adorable. It's heartwarming. Mm-hmm. It's really yeah. super unique, dude. Like, I guarantee you've never really seen a movie like it. And uh, the Chiodo brothers of horror movie fame were heavily involved in it, too. Oh, it's yeah. The, cool. the Killer Clowns guys. Uh-huh. Exactly, and all man. all sorts of other, you know, um, effects and things. Yeah. I would recommend watching it. It was really, really fun. Very oh, sweet yeah, movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I love Jenny Slate. I mean, she she also did uh, what was it, Obvious Child, the, that movie about an abortion, basically. Um, oh, I never watched that. Oh, uh, well, good one. Got well worth checking out. Word, man. Uh, last night we watched Slice. It's one that just kind of came up on um, on a streaming service. I think it was Showtime or something. And have you ever heard of this movie? It came out, I think, twenty eighteen. No, I haven't. Yeah, no, Sliced. I'm wait. So, hold on. No, no, hold on. Yeah. Wait a second. Is it a, is it about pizza? It is about pizza. Yes, I have seen that. I just forgot the title. Okay, yes. And it's got like Zazzy Beats and yes. like Hannibal Burris and Paul Shearer uh-huh. and mm-hmm. I think like Chance the Rapper is in there. Like yeah, it's yeah. got mm-hmm. a fuck ton of people. Yeah. I don't does. know. I didn't really get into it. Maybe I was yeah, just not in the great. right mood. No. It had it had real it was fun in, in moments and certainly like had had cool people in it. But yeah, I remember it being like n- nothing to write home about. And I normally do write home to my mom after each movie. Yeah, like, yeah. That I that I think is, is is really good. So, dear mom, guess what I watched? I mean, <laughs> dear yeah. mom. <laughs> <laughs> Today I saw a movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that they had fun like making it. I mean, with those people around there, I'm sure it was just a dang old chuckle fest, but I don't know, yeah. man. The premise is cool where it's like it's kind of yeah, a murder mystery centered around a pizza place in a place where things like werewolves, witches, and yeah. vampires are just common accepted fact. Yeah, it's got it's fun got idea. Like, Halloween Town energy or something. Yeah, it's just yeah. this like world where yeah, just monsters exist. It's just a thing. Yeah. So and, I don't know. Maybe somebody also. else will like it. I like all those things. Mm-hmm. I think about the only other thing that I've watched this week, based on a recommendation by my good buddy Mark Letary, who's just a fabulous mm-hmm. guitar player. He recommended I check out this guy on the YouTube named Pat 
Finnerty. Pat Finnerty. He has this okay. series on there called like What Makes This Song Stink? And oh. he basically just picks a particular tune that sucks and mm-hmm. talks about it and analyzes it, but not like super, super deep. It's mainly like really fucking funny shit the way he puts mm-hmm. it together. It's all very yeah. like self-aware of what the whole YouTube music thing is like. Uh, it's really, really, really fun. I recommend watching his video on uh, All Summer Long by Kid Rock. Start there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's fucking great. The moment you said uh, that he's going to be trashing on Kid Rock, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to check this out. <laughs> yeah, totally in. Dude, it's it's good. I would recommend watching it. He's got a really good one on uh, Beverly Hills by Weezer, too, that I watched the other night. It's fucking okay. fantastic mm-hmm. content. God so. damn it. Why, what check happened it there? I mean, f- I mean, I guess I'll have to watch the video, but like... yeah. I mean, I know you don't like the Green album, but at the very least, we can agree that the first two Weezer albums are classics and should be in everybody's rotation. And then after that, it's just like, what in the fuck happened here, dude? Oh, I I forgot early in the podcast we would have a Pinkerton reference like in every episode. So (laughs) here's a Pinkerton Pinkerton reference. There it is right there, man. Yeah, take a shot every time Ben talks about Pinkerton. (laughs) And he talks about that same phenomenon in the video where he's just like, these first two albums were the best goddamn thing ever. What happened after that? So yeah, watch it. It's good stuff. It was the cars, though. Like, I, I mean... Right, like it's what's his name from the Cars was their producer Rico on the Kasich, first. yeah, yeah. Rico Kasich. That and yeah, a go lot. back it, if you don't know the Cars, listen to the Cars and then listen to Weezer. It's it's similar in so yeah. many ways. Just oh yeah, so a lot similar. of the things, and both great. Yes, and like a lot of the things that are your favorite things about those early Weezer records are Cars things. Yep, uh, he was <laughs> yes, the real absolutely. secret weapon of those two yep. records for sure. Man, yep, I think he did the sure. second one. I know he did Blue Album, but I'm pretty sure he did Pinkerton as well. Yeah, uh, I, good I, shit. I have to check that. Yeah, what have you been watching sure. on? Anything good? Uh, okay, so we've really just had stuff on in the background that we've already seen, like Key and Peel, and I think you should leave. I, I think I've talked about I think you should leave, but. Everybody should watch that if you haven't already. So You've seen that's like a sketch comedy sure. show, right? Yeah, it's it's Tim Robinson who used to write for SNL and basically, you know, got disappointed with how often his really funny ideas were getting shot down and made his own sketch show, which is the story of several sketch shows, including including Mr. Show with Bob and David that brought us Bob Odenkirk and David Cross. Uh, yeah, which great. Um, he he made. The Detroiters on uh, Comedy Central, which was him and Samuel Richardson, and then that got canceled, and then he went on to make this sketch show that is is absurd and surreal and like, but it's like so relatable. <laughs> like everything going yeah. on in it is the is like everybody's acting weird, everybody's acting odd, but then it's like yeah, but that kind of does capture the vibe. It's a whole a whole lot of like office comedy, I would say too. Like there's a lot of sketches about how it fucking sucks to work in an office and everybody's fake and it sucks. I think that um, we watched maybe some of this while we were in New York one night. Um okay. is like is are any of the lonely guy lonely island guys involved at all like Akiva or anybody yes. like producers? And, Andy okay. Samberg has yeah, and and key, yeah, I think there are producers on it as well. Yeah, dude, like it was one night we'd all been out like partying and enjoying that fucking uh, you know legal dank that New York has uh-huh. and a bunch of booze yeah. and stuff. And uh, we came back and somebody put that on, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Like I'd never heard best, of it. Well, you told yeah. me about it, but I forgot the name yeah. of it. I'd never watched any of it, and it was some skit about like 
some ranch that's breeding horses with like really with small, small dicks. So yeah, you don't that feel way, inadequate. intimidated. <laughs> it was out of control, stupid and weird, oh man. God. I was dying laughing. Okay, yeah, it's just hilarious. Dicks, the little dicks on the horses were so funny. And then that woman is <laughs> like, "Wow, so Bob, silly. you're hung like a horse and more." <laughs> God damn it! So weird. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, I love I think you should leave. But on uh, on Friday night we did do the screaming chat and we watched uh uh Three Ninjas. Uh oh. RDM had sent me a link he had found on YouTube. Uh shout out to RDM for for that link. I'm fixing um, to see we, him in just a few hours actually. He's coming oh, yeah. through town. So I'm going to catch up boy for a dang old drink, oh, that's drink right. here in just awesome. a few. Cool. Um man, uh I didn't like Three Ninjas as a kid. So um <laughs> I didn't it wasn't improved by being an adult. Um <laughs> Victor Wong's in it and I always love Victor Wong. Um, okay, cool. But he you know, he's just playing it's it's essentially just a a rip off Mr. Miyagi role. Yeah. Um though he I mean, I will say this. Mr. Miyagi his training methods are unorthodox or whatever maybe but victor wong in three ninjas is really training those little kids <laughs> like he's like <laughs> training them to fucking kill <laughs> so i remember watching it in theaters as a kid because you know we were all super fascinated with with ninja chops and yeah, chops and martial uh-huh. arts and stuff so i remember that's one that like my brother and i wanted you know our parents to take us to see and I remember sitting in the theaters being like, this is just a bunch of people getting hit in the balls and stuff. Like, this isn't <laughs> it is. really funny. I remember feeling like a little embarrassed that I wanted to go see it. And then also that my parents were like really irritated by how lame it was. <laughs> it wasn't a fun experience for anybody, I don't think. Well, I, that's a thing that's interesting because I also had that as a kid where like, I could tell my parents were irritated by movies, so I didn't want to watch those particular totally. movies. And that probably yep. like ended up affecting the way I, I feel about certain movies. But like, yeah, there there was always that anxiety there. They're like, oh, they're hating this. I don't want to. I don't want to watch this. Then if if adults hate it, it's probably not cool, right? Right. Well, then also yeah. too, like you know, I had like major. Uh, you know, poor people guilt over that too, where it's like, oh shit, yeah, they paid a bunch of money. Of the, yep. <sighs> Fuck yeah, man. God damn. I know, dude. <laughs> Our childhoods kind of sucked, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the whole yeah, the whole like childhood money shame is definitely like that, a life that's ruiner. That's the worst. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I don't have a lot of fond memories of that, and I remember. Isn't there something where like somebody puts a bunch of X lax in a cup and somebody shits yep. their brains out? Yep. <laughs> I remember one kid's like, no, no, that's the diarrhea cup. Like, that's all that is, I really okay, remember from the movie. That was the, the funniest line in Three Ninjas, for sure. That's the <laughs> diarrhea cup. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I remember from it, dude. Um, and, and tonight, uh, it, we're recording on Sunday, so right after this, we're going to we're gonna have the um, ice cream sundae, and we're going to be watching Surf Ninjas. Oh, okay. This is Never seen it. Action August, uh, uh, doing, doing the Screaming Chat and Ice Cream Sunday. And moving to action movies for that has really awakened in me uh, a remembrance of how many ninja movies I watched as a kid. <laughs> like, right? So many fucking ninja movies. So many ninjas, dude. Mm-hmm. The same way that kids today have eaten ass, we had karate. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a different but time. I am excited for surf eating ass. <laughs> <laughs> what about ass ninjas? It's a kind of reimagining of surf ninjas. <laughs> 
they're kicking ass and eating it too. <laughs> Hiya! I don't Hi-ya. know. That's the diarrhea cup. What? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds like a good old time. Hopefully, you guys enjoy that one, man. Uh, yeah, that's about all that I've had time to do this week, man. It's been pretty dang slammed yeah, for the past couple of days. But I've not been so busy that I've forgotten about our ding-dong, dang old meetup that we're doing here in just a few in Fuck Knoxville, Tennessee. Yes. Got I'm a big excited, old dang man. lovely meetup going on. That's happening around about what time? When? Uh, yeah, no, it's uh, November 4th. I mean, Woo. just I every single time I'm like November fourth, and then I have to look at my calendar to make sure that is correct. But yes, we're <laughs> going to be November fourth. We're going to be uh, having a meetup where we will be doing a little bar hop around um, uh, downtown Knoxville. Uh, but just like last year when we had the meetup, people be coming in from out of town, so we'll be doing stuff on Thursday evening, uh, and then of course be meeting up back again with anybody who wants to on Saturday or even Sunday morning. So all right. There, there's there's all sorts of good things going on. I've been making a little bit of planning. I'm gonna have a have a little itinerary going up, probably around the time that this episode drops. Um, so head on to Knoxville by November fourth. Hang out with your bros, get some booze in you. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Uh, maybe uh, fall in love with the city of Knoxville. How about Whoa. that? Whoa. You see that sun sphere? You're like, I'm not leaving. Ooh. I'm staying. Whoo. That thing. Dang. There's wigs How in about? it. This is where Cherry Coke was introduced at a world fair. What do you know about that? <laughs> yep. And Petro's chili and chips. What's your town got? Not that claim to fame, huh? For sure. Nope. No way. So yeah. Hang out in all like our Facebook group and all that jazz. You'll get more details as the time approaches. And uh, yeah, come on down and hang out with Cha Boys. I'm going to open myself up a snappy, ooh, La Croix. I got myself a cranberry raspberry rig going on right here. I'm trying to save my liquor points for later because I know I'm going to be with the notorious RDM, which means we're going to be drinking drinks. So Fuck yes. a little, uh, little champagne with brunch there. I'm going to try to go booze free until uh later on i have a feeling i'm gonna need all of the uh hydration that i can get so I'm trying to pace myself i imagine a bit. yeah i uh yeah i've i've uh i've had some some whiskey and some tequila past few days <laughs> look at it's been great yeah good I, stuff I, man i hadn't had alto's tequila in a while and that stuff is so it's fucking good, good. yeah yeah, definitely a fan. Right. Um, we kind of bounce around to a couple of different brands. We got like Los, Los Sundays right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's pretty dang good. I like... Um, shit. I'm totally blanking on the other one that we get a lot of times, but I, I just like trying different ones. Finally found like Me a really too, good yeah. me- Mezcal. Uh, I think it's called... Oh, Mezcal. Hell yeah. Uh, Verdes. It's like Verdes. Uh, Mezcal. Uh-huh. It's fucking great. It's only like 25 bucks or something like that. Uh-huh. It doesn't have the big smoky thing. It's a more like citrusy sort of cleaner finish. Mezcal. Uh, yeah, I like those. I, I love the smoky one. I know you're not a, a big smoky guy, but like I, I, I love the smoky ones, but I've had some like what you're talking about. And mm-hmm. man, Mezcals can be really like they have the ver- variety that you ha- get from like a whiskey. You can get yeah. so many different variations. It, it's right. Great. Oh yeah, man. There's some that they got in over at um at over at Corks in the old city, because uh, mm-hmm. like the guy that owns that place basically kind of starts like little liquor brands and stuff, and will travel around and find really really awesome stuff and you know put it out under his label. 
And yeah. he got notified about some Mezcal. I want to say that was in like the Oaxaca region. And he flew down mm-hmm. and checked it out and brought back a bunch. And he's going to like bottle it and stuff and start selling it. But I got to try oh, some right. of that there last week that they were doing samples of. And dude, holy shit, it had this awesome like almost like green pepper kind of flavor to it. Ooh. And a little bit of citrus and lime and stuff. God, it was so good, man. Good shit. Enjoy good mezcal. Awesome. That sounds great. Yeah, it is, man. You know, the subject of today's show is one in Diana Hones. And this is a movie (laughs) what has got a lot of characters. I think there's probably something in here for everybody. Maybe you're a, a, a useless, hysterical woman who screams all the time. You can see yourself in this. Maybe you're a Nazi. You can see yourself in this, right? (laughs) Why were those the two you picked? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) But maybe you are. Maybe you're a Nazi. Stop listening now, please. (laughs) Yeah, this is not for you. Go away. No, no, not your show. (laughs) But I'd like to know what characters we would be. Huh? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. 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 How do we find out? I think we could probably... Uh, consult the witches and wizards over at BuzzFeed. Uh Uh-oh. Find out what they think. Maybe we do. Let's head on over here into that preview palace. How about it? Welcome to the preview palace. Woo! And over here, we're going to be finding out which dang old Indiana Jones character we are. Now, let's yeah. just see here. Let me just load this some bitch up here. Let's play I'm this excited right to, to see what uh, uh, the dark necromancer Langford Landry over at BuzzFeed <laughs> Can, can divine from the entrails uh, oh, with man. his quiz. It's time to find out which Indiana Jones character you're most like. I'm going to have to confess to my youth pastor later that I consulted with a witch or warlock about this. <laughs> I'm going to feel bad say. about it. You know what hmm. he's going to say? He's going to say, listen, brother, I've been there back in the 80s. I used to listen to that devil music. <laughs> That is how my youth pastor taught. This is good. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get on it. All right, man. So we got a, a six-question quiz right here. Let's start this off with how would your friends describe you, Steve? Are we going to say loyal, humorous, humorous like the bone? He's a bone mm-hmm. kind of guy. Yeah, that's a bone guy. Attractive, independent, mm-hmm. determined, or adventurous. How are you going to describe you, Steve Arino? Um, oh boy, it depends on the friend you'd ask. Uh, mm, uh, wow. pro- but I would say I'd say uh, generally humorous, perhaps. You're one of them bony guys, aren't you? You're a real boner yeah. of a dude. A humorous. Oh man, when I think of myself, I think of a boner. He's a boner for sure, man. <laughs> You know, I think that I will probably go with probably a determined because everybody yeah, that knows well, me knows true. that I work myself like an absolute mm-hmm. fucking lunatic um, to the detriment of my health. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so I think determined is probably how a lot of people would describe yeah. what no, I that, do. That's pretty accurate. That's what I would have picked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so right. what movie genre is your favorite? Oh. Um, adventure. <gasps> Comedy. Documentary. Documentary. Anything Pixar. Hmm. Pixar. I've never that's thought genre, of pronouncing okay. Pixar Pixar, but that's Pixar. really fun. It's more fun. Uh, drama or romance? You know what? I was going to say, like us doing Action August here, mm-hmm. where we've also done, yeah, we did like the bonus Prey episode and everything too. It's really reminded me of just how much 
I enjoy a good action and adventure movie. I'm going to go with yeah, adventure because too. this is really like yeah, go for it. It's been kind of fun having a break from horror, honestly. Yeah, I, I think it's funny that that horror is not even an option. <laughs> I know, right? Come on. <laughs> I mean, that would that would be my choice. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, obviously action, great. Um, I love a comedy. I'll go with comedy. Yeah, get you a laugh in there. How about it? How about mm-hmm. it? Hee <laughs> hee, ho ho. All right, choose an artifact to discover. You're going to find yourself a crystal skull. Ugh. What about a holy grail? Right. An Ark of Anne Covenant. Maybe you get yourself Sankara stoned, huh? Right. Woo, getting high on those Sankara stones. Uh, Cross of the Coronado? What is that? It's uh, from uh, Last Crusade in the opening when River oh. Phoenix comes across those guys. Yeah. Right. Um, or I'll stay home. Um, I'll stay home. <laughs> Sounds not, nice. I, I mean, uh, I'm. we're going to talk about it, obviously, but... Uh, leave shit where the fuck it is. <laughs> like, Maybe. Yeah. It doesn't belong in a museum. It belongs where the fuck it is. Just leave it alone. <laughs> That's people's stuff, you know? Yep. It's somebody owned that. Leave it alone. Yeah. Yeah. These are things. And go back and listen to our, our first Indiana Jones episode we did a little while back. But, like, these are things that I didn't really even think about when I was a kid, where it's like, oh, he snuck into this primitive tribe and stole their most sacred relic. He's a great archaeologist. Yeah. It's like, no, he's a thief. He's just yeah, a thief. He's a thief. He's a thief. Yeah. I mean, in this one, he's he's made a hero. Like in yeah. the first one, there's not like hero is not the way to term what he's doing. He's he's Han Solo if he were an archaeologist. But in this one, yeah, they're trying to make him a hero. Weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll stay home. Okay. You know what? Just to be different here, I'm gonna go with the crystal skull. Meaning, I'm going over to the liquor stall and getting me a, a crystal skull vodka, vodka. from Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> it's okay. Have you had it? No, I haven't. It I mean, vodka. Vo- it's vodka. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. yeah. Like honestly, I don't really get into all the the nuance of different just plain vodkas. It's like who cares? No. You're gonna dump it in some fucking cranberry juice and be on your way. So, <laughs> Ben, I'm gonna need you to pick a phobia. Oh, right here we got Tango a, Miedo. We got us a, <laughs> a snake. We got Ooh. a uh, what looks like a rat. We got a mm-hmm. bat. Got a couple bugs. Uh, we have a clown here. If you got the coolerophobia, and a roller coaster. Oh come on! I like most of these things. Most of these are pretty cool. I'm guessing heights is what the roller coaster is indicating, but I don't know. Maybe what's you know the what? phobia? A bit? Are there people who are just scared of roller coasters? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, Def. Yeah. No, I mean, but like in their head, they're like they like imagine them all the time. Uh-huh. And they're like, oh, I'm a roller coaster. <laughs> I can't even look at it. Right. Um, I'm gonna go snack. You know what? I don't really yeah. want to mess around with a snack too much, man. Those things, you know, I, I don't know mm-hmm. how to read their thoughts. They don't have arms or legs. That's mysterious. How do they wiggle it around? Is. I don't know. It is. I think um, years ago, I would have picked a rat or a bat. Um, I have come around to them being very cute. Um, bugs don't really bother me. I don't like clowns, so I'll go with clowns. All right. What are they so fucking <laughs> laughy about anyway, huh? What are you laughing at, clown, huh? Yeah, get out of here. Go get in your car with 17 other guys. <laughs> yeah. All right, Steve, where would you like to visit? Would you like to maybe go and see a V-Nice? V-Nice, mm. it's called, right? V-Nice. Oh, V-Nice, I nice. What mm-hmm. about a Peru? Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Perhaps could I interest you in Egypt? Huh? Egypt. 
see the pyramids at Egypt. By the time this podcast is like, you know, a couple years down the road, we will just be speaking gibberish. Yeah, it's just mush the whole time. Maybe you go to the bar, huh? How exotic. Okay. Maybe India, or Mm -hmm. maybe you're a Shanghai guy. Honestly, all of these sound great. Totally. Um, and, and it's it's a it's a tough choice, um, but I I think Venice for me. Yeah, man, I would also really really love to see Italy get a taste of that old country, just like Nono used to make. Uh, <laughs> since you chose that one, you know what? I'm I'm gonna go wild card here. Let's go to Shanghai, huh? Let's I'd go absolutely explore love a little that, bit. Man. Yeah, I would check out some I, that I street food and all that. Woo. Place. Yeah, mm-hmm. street food. Fuck, man, any of these places would be great. Peru, is right. fucking gorgeous. Uh, my, and the my food cousin, too. Woo. Yeah, absolutely. My cousin went to Peru, and uh, man, the pictures were amazing. Tight. Yep. Uh, right, last final. up, pick the best film of the franchise. Uh, Dude, but there's the four Art. choices. There's only three Temple movies. Doom. I know they made this last one up. Uh, last okay. Crusade and something called Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, which is not a film. So, hmm. Yeah, I've never heard hmm. of that. I think they're just saying no. like, would you like a tour of Dan Aykroyd's vodka factory? Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. Which would probably be pretty fun, but you know what? I'm going to say a Last Crusade. I think that's really yeah. where they, they got the balance right of the of the yeah. fun, the swashbuckling action, mm-hmm. uh, the charisma. I think that's the one where everything really did line up. Uh, though I'm fine with Raiders of the Lost Ark. I think, you know, it's, it's got its merits. Uh, hate Temple of Doom. <laughs> Spoiler. Uh, uh And I don't even know what that fourth one is, but The Last Crusade is my fave. So we're yep. all, we're both going to pick it. That's right. All right, oh, now we've man. got our results in here. Ooh. Okay, you have to refresh my memory here. I got Irina, which I think is Kate Blanchett's character from that other movie that never got made that we've never seen. <laughs> is she a Nazi? Yes. What? I don't want to be her. Come on. I made the joke about the Nazi thing earlier. <laughs> I can't Damn believe it. this dark wizard did this to you. <laughs> I know. Throw me under the fucking bus here, dude. Absolutely. It says, you seek knowledge and power over everything else. You're a hard worker and will do anything in your power to be a step ahead of everyone else. You immediately stand out in a crowd for your skills and intelligence, and you're respected by many. It not included. Also, you hate the Jews. Like, what is <laughs> <Apparently>. this? <laughs> what? <laughs> It's like all these great properties and stuff, but also you are a Nazi. Thanks for nothing. What a terrible choice to even include. I know. (laughs) Somebody's going to be happy about this? Oh, man. I got Marion. I'm I'm happy with it. Uh, You're one of the most passionate, beautiful, and stubborn people out there. I mean, that's probably true. Drink some fools under a table. Uh, you love to do things your way, but that doesn't mean you don't have a soft spot for adventures with stylish hats. Boy, Ooh. I'd love to go on a stylish hat adventure. That's true. That's your type. Yeah, 100%. Like, I don't know. What are we after? Maybe like a like a, a, a bowler, the bowler hat of, of uh, some famous British guy? Mm, could be. Mm. Pith helmet, perhaps? That's a sporty hat. Right? Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> Well, wow, look at that hat man. adventure. I, I mean, listen, it, it's accurate, though yeah. I'm not sure what a stylish hat adventure is. At least you're not a fucking Nazi, Jesus. <laughs> what, <laughs> what the fuck? So I feel shafted. <laughs> I feel like mad at BuzzFeed right now. That's like such a weird thing to do to someone. 
I know. <laughs> I wonder if they included Hitler since he's in The Last Crusade. Like, what yeah, if you got Hitler? Right? What if you chose you like all these specific ones and it's like, you're that really lonely guy that hangs out in the cave for a hundred million years. You have no friends. <laughs> you're like, damn. Okay. Cool. You're dedicated to nothing. <laughs> yeah. What? Wow. Okay. That man. quiz was cold, man. It was. <laughs> But now we got that out of the way, we can start talking about an in Diana Hones and the mm-hmm, Temple mm-hmm. of Duom from mm-hmm, 1984, the year that I was born. Yeah, you popped on out. I'd already I'd already popped out. I checked out the scope of the landscape, yeah. mm-hmm, let you mm-hmm. know like, "Hey, it's cool. Come on out." I've been out of the balls for a while, you said. <laughs> Um, yeah, this is a movie that, uh, obviously I, I was too young to have seen this when it came out though. I mean, I may have been in a room while it, somebody was watching it, but I do remember, uh, watching this as a kid and not liking it. Cause I think I may have seen it after last crusade. Like, yeah. I don't think I saw them in order. I think I had seen Raiders of the Lost Ark and I saw last crusade and then I saw this one last. Yeah, um, I wonder about that too. If I actually saw these in order or not, because this is one of those movies. Actually, I mean, all three of the movies. Like, I never remember seeing those for the first time. It's just like the the Star Wars movies, where it's just like, well, yeah, they've always existed. Like, I've I've never not remembered these movies. I um, I do actually have a Star Wars memory, and maybe we'll do Star Wars sometime, so I, I can tell my story of what I remember the first time I saw a Star Wars movie mm. <laughs> because I was very young. And an event occurred that made me remember it. Oh, okay. It wasn't, it wasn't. It wasn't like terrible, but it was like not fun. All right, all right. Yeah. But yeah, like I remember having always watched these movies, and I don't know. I was this way with a lot of movies and stuff when I was a kid, where it's like if you asked me if I objectively even liked it or not, I'd probably be like, I don't know. It's just something that's on. <laughs> like I don't even yeah. remember having an that opinion about it. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, and like. I, I guess I, I say I didn't like Temple of Doom because I didn't seek it out anymore, but we had The Last Crusade on VHS, which is yeah. probably why it's my favorite, because I've seen it so many times. I, I'd like to have rewatched it to see if I could assert that it's still great. I remember rewatching it when we did um, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark and still yeah. enjoying it. So I, I think that it is just a good movie. Um, I think I need to watch it again as a palate cleanser after yeah, after this. Like yeah. we, you know, we we're going through this franchise here, and whatever we did, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, yeah. we found ample Some problems, ample evidence yeah. just to destroy yeah. that entire movie. I mean, yeah. you know, but most notably the fact still that like good, right? Yeah. It's still fun, right? Yeah. <laughs> But most notably, it's like Indiana Jones could have just stayed home and all the events would have played out exactly yeah, as they did. nothing would have changed. <laughs> the Nazis and, got the arc, they open it, it blows their faces off. Yeah. Like, you don't need Indy right. to do any of that. That's just what would have happened right. anyway. But but in perfectly, the presentation of him as not necessarily a hero kind of works with that. It, it, it's kind of nihilistic movies in some ways. But yeah, this, yeah. this goes a whole different direction and I mean, George Lucas and Steven Spielberg have both admitted that they were in like a dark time in their lives. Like uh, George Lucas was going through a divorce and stuff, and and like uh, Spielberg has kind of you know not entirely disowned the movie, but said like that it really doesn't. It's none of it is really his his voice. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, He's like, I don't really see myself as a filmmaker in this movie. Uh, How come George Lucas doesn't like it anymore? Is it because of all the extremely problematic and sexist, uh, (laughs) racist and female stereotypes in the movie? Yeah, I'd say I'd say that that's a a good reason not to (laughs) enjoy it. Um, We're definitely going to have to talk about uh, certain things, but the racism is the most overt right like yeah (laughs) it's and i've seen i've seen people like defending it and whatnot like but i i I read an article or a a blog entry by oh what was her name shit uh saffron mave um and and she was writing about the you know racism in indiana jones the hindu phobia in hollywood in general oh yeah like this the the fact that they're like Indian characters aren't represented well in in um, Hollywood movies. They're often shown as racial stereotypes, and often especially in the eighties, uh, yeah, and often throughout history have been played by white people. Uh, and even recently, it wasn't wasn't that long ago that people finally were like, "Why is there a white guy voicing an Indian guy on The Simpsons?" <laughs> like, yeah, right, right, right. It's not. It's like not not gone away in any sense um Mm. so the yeah there's there's definitely like some you know the they're the indians in this are presented as both incredibly weak and evil like like they're the they're the big bad but also like they're out uh outside of the temple of doom itself they're starving and, and can't do anything for themselves and they need the white savior indiana jones to come along and save them yeah um, that's that's the thing right yeah you're right it's like they yeah. are either the ultimate evil or they are primitive people living in squalor yep that and need is, white man to come save them like yeah oh, that's, this is that's not good it's just classic uh, propaganda techniques for you know uh giving the idea like making a a set of people of a race color creed whatever appear evil uh while also saying that they they have no power that they're they're weak and and they they couldn't do anything for themselves uh it it it's a it's a conflict that people who are racist can easily hold in their head without any problem <laughs> um yeah. but this is very very much like not celebrating indian culture not it's i mean the the food issues the food racism in this like what the fuck is going on man the indian yeah. food is so good dude how this are is, we going <laughs> yeah dude i i don't i don't get it and this is the thing about this movie that it really kind of like brought back to me because it, it's been a minute since i've been a kid but yeah you know mm-hmm. i remember being a kid in the 80s and not even realizing it at the time because I didn't even fucking know any better. But like, especially here in the southeast, among the 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 boomer population, dude, just mm-hmm. the way that food racism run yep. rampant through our childhoods yep. and stuff, man. We're like, I, I shudder to even say any of this stuff on air. But like, it's really really common for people of our age group to remember their parents being like, "We don't eat at Chinese restaurants because they'll serve you cats and dogs." Yep, like. In America, mm-hmm. um, they are saying yeah, that this also, is what is fucking happening. Like, also, the MSG causes health problems and stuff. Not yeah. true. 
Yeah, um, I, I remember hearing Indian food makes you sick. You can't eat right? at Indian mm-hmm. restaurants in mm-hmm. America because America, it will make yep. you sick. And it's like, I don't even think I registered that as racist yeah. back then, but it really is. <laughs> you can go back to 90s sitcoms and find all sorts, sorts of Indian food jokes about like something stinking like Indian food or whatever. Yeah, totally. And, and it's like, that was such a, a common thing that food racism in the 80s and 90s and this like i mean okay so here's the thing the the scene that we're talking about specifically is where they're eating bugs and monkey brains right yeah now i i've seen people defending this scene saying actually this is the the thuggy cult that's what they eat this cult of of kali like they eat these things and okay that, all that right. works. I, I can say, yes, all right, okay, that's true. Problem is, earlier in the, the film, <laughs> um, the the uh, the good, in quotes, Indians, are, are the people who are asking him to go get this, the Shankara stones and stuff. They give food, and Marion is, like, repulsed by it, and it looks like some blue-green goop. Yeah, it's like some like, kind of slop, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, maybe the thuggy cult eats these foods, but we've also been shown earlier some food racism. This idea yeah. that Indian food is just gross. Like, yeah. first off, where would you like? What are we talking about? Yeah, have you ever Eat had Indian, Indian food? food? It's fucking what? awesome. <laughs> it's the best. Yeah, but also too, I, I think at the end of the day, it's like this is this is white filmmakers using that narrative to be like, look how primitive and backwards other people are we are better than them i think that's ultimately all that it's about at the end of the day is making other people look lesser than you good thing we invaded and conquested them right (laughs) and and the thing is okay so yes the invasion and conquest we got to get to the thing is that these people in the 1930s if they were starving would have been starving because the british were starving them yeah. <laughs> the villain in this movie should be the British Empire. They should not uh, it have... It would have made sense, yeah. Yeah, they should not have, like, reinvented the thuggy cult. Like, and, and we'll talk about that and, like, how accurate that depiction is. But um, they they could they have a very clear villain to work with, and it's the British Empire. And, like, they even introduce a British guy who says some, like really fucking mean-spirited shit about yeah. the, the British army nicely did away with them about the the thuggy cult and like man those trials um there uh, you, you have to you have to look back 19th century the the books about the thuggy cult were clearly sensationalized um and there is reason to believe that the British were using it as a ruse to get rid of people they wanted to get rid of. No. So, right. Again, if if like if they had gone into the temple and discovered that actually it's the, the British who were doing this, like they're the ones enslaving these kids and whatnot, that would that have been, been cool. perfect. Yes. Yeah. But no, <laughs> no. Instead, <laughs> you villainize these people and, and you know, make um, light of their religion. Like, I was gonna say, not only villainize these people, but like villainize re- their their religion, which is a major world religion that billions of fucking people practice right. all over the earth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's insane. Like what? What the fuck? Like 
Imagine if there was like an Indian action adventure movie where like he, their hero was fighting against the Christians and it portrayed Christians as like baby eaters and cannibals. (laughs) Right. Holy (laughs) shit. That makes you go, holy fuck. That's probably what Hindus felt whenever they watched this movie, dude. Right. And, and think about like, okay. So the people watching this in the eighties probably had some sense that this is obviously like, you know, uh, homage and, and maybe a bit of satire of uh, 30s and 40s, like adventure serials and a- adventure movies. Yeah. And their characters would have been uh, racist stereotypes. Um, the problem is, if you see this movie as satire and homage to those movies, you got to show me where the satire comes in. Right, and I don't see it. I don't see where there's any satirization. It's more valorization of what happened in those movies. It's more like, yeah, those movies are awesome. Here's another. Yeah, one. Well, like even like in that that food scene, if you know, they would have brought out all this gross food just to shock the Americans, and then oh, been like, haha, we're just fucking with you. Here's here's some real food. Yeah. It's delicious. Enjoy. That would have been one oh, thing, man. Or if they had just brought out that food and fed it to them, and and like. That was like that was their joke on them without ever giving them good food. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, yeah, anything could have happened there w- without like turning it toward food racism. Absolutely, there's so many ways this could have been a different movie. Now we're already we're already talking about all the problems. This is an Indiana Jones movie. It is full yes. of action and adventure, and yeah. those things hit. Right, the memorable set pieces, dude. Like that—that's one thing about this movie. We finished it the other night, and I was like, "Man, I really—I didn't like this movie. I'm in no rush no, to watch I, this again." But it isn't forgettable. Like, there's things that not. you'll always remember, dude. Fucking yeah, minecar chase. Obviously, all the Kali Ma, you know, heart rip shit. Mm-hmm. Like, those are the things that really stood out to me as a kid. Like, I really didn't remember. A lot yes. of other things about this flick. It's been a while since I sat down and just watched it, watched it. But, like, there are memorable, fun, and cool things. And it's all extremely competently shot and put together because, I mean, oh, absolutely. goddamn. It's Spielberg. I mean, Spielberg and Lucas, dude. I mean. Yeah. Like, what? Like there's, there's like, undeniably, um, and again, we'll talk about how this raises, but that opening bit with uh, Kate Capshaw singing in Mandarin. Uh, um, that <laughs> is so gorgeously like choreographed and shot. Is really real old well done. Hollywood feeling like yes. it? It really does feel like you step back in time just yeah. for the intro to that movie. Which mm-hmm. I forgot that it started with this like yeah musical number and shit. Totally forgot about that. And, and okay, and regarding the racism of having for some reason a white woman singing in Mandarin when you know this easily could have just been an asian character right you could have had a chinese character seems like you could uh, have. a chinese love interest i mean i don't know why she becomes a love interest we'll talk about that problem but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that that opening bit could be excused in that in the 1930s they may have done something as racist as that like that would have been fucking common but it's in china itself like if this is in hollywood i'd believe it yeah. It's in China. So they've brought in this woman to what? Learn Mandarin or at least learn it enough to sing this song. Uh, why? Like th- they have all these other like dancers and stuff behind her. Like they d- obviously could find an uh, a Chinese woman who is is talented and could do this. Like the only reason for it is to have her run in 
to Indiana Jones. Like, and so you, you have a white woman love interest. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like if you made this now, and again, as we said, the film filmmaker, uh, doesn't feel great about the final product. If you made this now and you, instead of Kate Capshaw, who is great in this, but, uh, great. She's great in the role that she's given. The role's terrible. There you go. Um, yeah. But if you if you were to redo this and have a, a Chinese leading lady and also just let her be funny instead of a love interest, fuck. I, I mean, I could see you could eliminate a lot of the problems because one of the major problems is this helpless woman character that is maybe homage again to 1930s and 40s adventure films but it it's so dated it's so yes. unnecessary like and all dude, she just does annoying. is scream for a mo- entire movie <laughs> for real dude and it's not even that we're like yeah it, it sucks because it's an unfulfilling role for a woman in a movie no her right. character is actually just fucking annoying like i, yeah, I think that they had character like a fishbowl of lines for her and she would just randomly draw one out for any point in the movie. And all the, all the options were, was yeah. Screaming, mm-hmm. um, saying that she broke a nail. Yeah. Um, saying I need to call my agent <sighs> yeah. or of course, dependent on the scene saying I'm a lady. I hate whatever this is because yeah. that's all she does the whole fucking movie. And, she has and four there's actions. so many of those type of characters through, I mean, throughout Hollywood history, but really specifically in the eighties and nineties, I feel like a lot of, uh, you know, adv- action adventure movies would rely on the helpless woman who just wants to get back to her, you know, uh, day to day comforts. Yeah. I, uh, and, and, and I mean, again, Looking at the initiation of the character, she is a singer, etc. She would not, she would not get into this situation and be happy about it. But she, having her constantly just be doing those things that are like clearly she doesn't recognize the danger and stuff that they're in. Like yeah. she doesn't really like she's dealing with it so weirdly. Like that's that's a type of character that just doesn't make sense. If she. I don't know. She, I, I feel like they should have written her because I know Spielberg wanted her to be kind of comic relief. If they had made her funnier, not, Kate Capshaw is carrying the the humor like she can do funny like yeah. that bit where she, uh, you know, she keeps fighting with the elephant's trunk and then it's a snake and she just fucking grabs it and throws it and never even looks at it because like the way she plays that off is so funny. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, but they didn't write enough for her to do and enough, like, really funny material. And that's the problem with the character. You know, it, you know. It, aside from that they should have written a, a stronger female role, right. uh, the character itself just doesn't do what it's supposed to do. Well, and it sounds like that's because George Lucas is going through this, like, bad breakup, and he was just like, oh, women are all women, awful. right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'll just write and her that's... as a pain in the ass. I love, well, though, I mean, that, like, she's a pain in the ass, but at the same time, once they get to, like, Panko Palace, Indy's like, well, Indy gotta fuck somebody. Where's she at? <laughs> what? Somebody getting fucked tonight. Yep. Yeah. She's and around. It's, I don't know. It's not the Asian boy I stole from the street. Okay, what? also, they were gonna bang, and Short Round's just, like, asleep on a couch in that room, right. and Indy's like, when's right. that woman gonna go over here and fucking 
Check right? out my Indiana Jones hog. Like, there's a there's kid a in the lot, room, dude. What? There's a lot inappropriate going on with that kid, aside from putting his life in danger constantly. Like, what the fuck is the deal with short I rounds? thought child slavery was what the bad guys did. You're right? Like, that. <laughs> I mean, and I think probably, uh, you know, Lawrence Kasdan wrote the first one, but uh, this is written by uh, Willard Huck and uh, Gloria Katz, uh, famously, who wrote Howard the Duck. Um, as well as American Graffiti, but um, they, I think they were trying to do what happened in the first one, where uh, you know Indiana Jones and Belloc are like they have their little back and forth near the end, where you know Belloc kind of points out that they're not really all that different, uh, and so I think they were trying to do like a reflection thing, where it's like, oh, he's got a child companion, but it's different. Like he's not enslaved him, and he's not making him work, and it's like. That is exactly what's happening. I think that's what's happening. I'm pretty sure <laughs> yes. that it is. They're having adventures and fun, though. They're making memories, dude. Where's his family? Yeah. Don't worry about that. <laughs> also, I guess clearly Indy just ditched him and left him for dead after this because he never talked to him about him ever again. This is a fucking prequel, and he never <laughs> talks about him ever again. This is the Lost Ark, and he never says a word about that kid again. No. Ever. Or Willie. Or Willie. <laughs> just or that nothing. time that he got fucking possessed by the black sleep of Kali and saw a guy's heart get fucking ripped out. Never talks about that. Did he just block all this out? Like, is this like Indiana Jones repressed <laughs> memories? Is this what we're watching right now? Yeah. <laughs> actually, hold, hold on. If we see this as not actually happening and being within his own brain, like it's, then that would explain the racism. Maybe. Like, yeah, yeah, he's a 1930s guy who's an archaeologist who goes and steals shit from other cultures. He's a racist. This I bet is you his he dream. got food poison and eating that Indian food is what it was. And he right. had this, this uh-huh. scary dream mm-hmm. about it is what it was. Maybe that's why he's <laughs> also like got to travel all over the world and all that stuff. He's just trying to escape his own memories, man. He's blocked this right. stuff out. Right. Trying to get away. Uh, I, going back to short round, though. Okay. I, th- I mean, the reasoning, I, I believe, uh, for short round is kids like they wanted kids to have a character to connect to and to enjoy the movie more yeah and it worked because there are tons of people out there who still love temple of doom because they saw it as a kid and i guarantee they identified with short round i know when i saw it that's you know my kind of feeling about it and then of course you know uh gosh what what was short round's name fuck the guy who's in uh everything everywhere all at once oh yeah 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 kihoi kwan um uh, he's also in Goonies, another childhood adventure movie. Like I, I think there's a a good reason for including Short Round. They just didn't do they didn't do the work of making it make sense. Like mm-hmm. he caught him stealing on the streets. He did like there's no like good backstory. It's not like oh um, well his father and mother were friends of mine and they died and. I'm trying to get him to his grandparents in, you know, this city or whatever. Like, that would be perfect. Then it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, this kid just happens to be awesome. Because Short Round is awesome. Like, he's the best part of the movie, I think. Oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I I think there's just, like, little tweaks you could do that make this a much better movie. Yeah, I think so, man. But, dude, that that guy that plays Short Round, I mean, the guy has been in all of three movies, right? (laughs) Right. And guy has a great home have, run record right each of them have made so much money like they, if you want to make a ton of money it seems put Kihu Kwan in your, your fucking 
uh, movie. <laughs> For real, dude. Like, I don't know anybody that's got that batting average. The guy's been in three movies. They are all beloved Mega Slash, uh, Mega Smash classics. Like, yeah. the guy really knows how to pick a movie to be in. He does. He does. And I, again, like, you know, uh, we've talked about Kate Capshaw. I think she does good. The character's terrible. Talk about Short Round. I think yeah. he's great. Kid's great. Harrison Ford is Harrison Ford, but he's not Harrison Fording as much in this. It doesn't feel like to me. Dude, I know. Like, I wondered if that was just me because I was like, I don't feel like he has nearly as much, like, charm and charisma as he does in the other movies. Like, he is just kind of cranky for most of this flick. Like, he's not yeah. very fun. He doesn't really have a lot of good lines. Right. I don't know. It, it, he's it, It's kind of our earliest sign of what Harrison Ford became, which is cranky old man who gets yeah. stoned all the time and we love him for that but sure. like that's that's not who indiana jones was to us in, in well, the especially first one. too considering this is a prequel and he's crankier in this as a younger guy yeah huh. yeah i mean he'd be punching <laughs> ladies and kids though charisma oh, jesus he punches so many ladies and kids. Just Why? anybody. Like, like that cigarette girl in, in the opening scene didn't deserve it. What the fuck Dude, happened there? She had to go home from her shift with like a fucking black eye and explain yeah. like, I don't know. Some American guy just fucking decked me. There was a huge brawl. I was not involved. He just turned around and walloped me. Like, come on. Yeah. I, you know, I, I think we should mention, you know, again, the, it's action adventure and the action adventure stuff is great the it is opening like sequence that whole like all all the like kind of rube goldberg shit that happens yeah that's all fun that's, that's real fun, fun. and he's you poisoned. gotta chase the antidote yeah yeah um you gotta chase and and then they get into the plane of the guy who's chasing them and he's like ha 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 i'm gonna let that plane fly away and crash that'll kill him real good what <laughs> you have Probably guns an easier way. it's your plane tell them to stop shoot the people what 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 is your plan here you're gonna yeah. lose a plane to kill a guy i don't get it <laughs> i mean also too like they were asleep on this plane deeply enough to where the pilots could just like grab their stuff and get out of there <laughs> right. that would have been a great time just to i don't know cut their throats or something yeah just, without uh, having to you, crash the fucking plane and jump yeah, out because those guys jumped out into the fucking mountains themselves like right. they also so had a hard time hike back for some reason <laughs> Like, I bet on the way home, they were talking a lot about like, you know what? We could have just stabbed him or choked him out or literally anything. This sucks. They probably yeah. said. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but then we get the, the, uh, life raft, uh, um, parachute type of deal. And that wouldn't work. Um, obviously it wouldn't work, but it's cool. It doesn't matter that it's implausible. It, it is cool. It's a cool moment. And like, then the sliding down the mountain. I, I like that. That's fun. Um, we also got you know the the minecart scene. Fucking it's great. great. Yeah, yeah, that's just begging. Uh, like, turn this into a ride at some major theme park, please. <laughs> it is. It's shown even in POV at times. It's like, oh, okay, you want yeah. this to be a theme park ride? And we talked about that with in Jurassic Park. Like Spielberg, he's clearly always looking for money making opportunities, and that that seemed like exactly what this was that minecart ride but oh yeah it's cool it's a cool sequence and all the like kali ma yeah heart rip shit and all that like, like the the sets the costumes the music like everything going on there is 
it's so fucking memorable, dude. Like, it's really, really stuff that just burns itself into your head, partially because it is so like, what the fuck now? What's happening? <laughs> but it's really well done. Yeah, that that bit, honestly, like, I know uh, Spielberg kind of, when when he, you know, was saying he, he doesn't really feel like he put himself into this movie, he also kind of regretted the dark tone and whatnot. And I saw a lot of people critiquing the darkness and whatnot, and I think it's the best part of the movie. Word. <laughs> like the the set deck and all the like uh, outrageous shit is is Statues the best part. That. Yeah, yeah, it is cool, man, for sure. Yeah, and like all those sets with like the mines and the, the like child slaves and shit, all mm-hmm. that looks fabulous, man. It does, it does, and and dealing with child slavery uh, is, is a really dark topic. Um, what what he should be you know regretful about is the fact that he dealt with this really dark dark topic without dealing with it like he just presented child slavery and he was like and you know i guess i guess that ended i don't know <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's not even a major L- it's not like indiana jones is like these motherfuckers have child slaves he's just like gotta get them shankara stones <laughs> well you know the thing about it is too though is it's it's kind of like the ending of the Matrix, where it's like, "Wow, they freed everybody." Oh shit, Earth is still destroyed, though. So this sucks. Like he freed yeah. all these kids to go back to that village where they don't have food or water. <laughs> right? Like, yay! And again, it's not the thuggy cult that's taking their food. It's no. the British Empire. It's the fucking Brits. Like, kind of, you know, not even given any sort of blame in this. Like, there's no blame put on them. It is all on the uh indian characters so yep and again like it is hard to argue that this is not racist i don't see because i've seen arguments about it in every single argument like it's just like i basically their argument is i don't think it's racist oh and also the guy who played um Mullah Ram said it wasn't racist. Yeah, and, and like, then he's like, uh, it was good. It got me a lot of roles. It's like, right? I think you probably it's, just like that. It made you money, dude. Right. <laughs> like, you can like, say yes. that, sure. Yeah, it's, 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 I mean, it's okay to say that made me a lot of money and like leave it at that. You don't have, like, I know the thing is, you're talking about a movie produced by George Lucas, directed by Steven Spielberg. What are you going to do? Are you going to like throw them under the bus and ever get a role in Hollywood again? I, right, like, I doubt yeah. it, right? That's, so, like, yeah, that's true. But you don't have to be the one to say, no, it's not racist just because <laughs> it made you money. You don't have to give racists the out. Like, yeah. well, he said it wasn't, so it's not. Like, right. I, I mean, and obviously, it's going to like uh, seek out Indian voices. Like, seek out the people who, who have something to say about Indiana Jones. If they say it's not racist, read it. L- like, figure out if it, if you agree. But uh, as I said, that um, that blog post that I talked about earlier, we need to talk about Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom by Saffron Maeve. Uh, she's Indian. Her voice is that this is problematic and racist, and there's there's really no middle ground there for it. It is just racism. Well, I mean, India, the country said, we don't want you to shoot this here. <laughs> right. And it's banned in India for so long. Right. I think that kind of says it, doesn't it? <laughs> right. Like, that says exactly it. Like, it doesn't matter that you have one voice saying it's not. 
uh, especially when there's there's a compromise there. There's something. There's a reason why he might be saying that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I think I think it clearly is, and I think it also is clearly sexist in its presentation of. I mean, there's a single woman in this movie, and all she does is scream and yeah, be that's in it. peril. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. literally it. <laughs> also, hearkening uh, back to, to last week's episode, the return of some brown face going on in fuck, here. man. And that God pisses me it. the fuck off, because seriously, just go look up Indian strongmen or I- Indian uh, bodybuilders. Yeah. There have been tons for a long time. There's so many big Indian dudes that could have played that role. Yeah, the big guard need- guy that whips on the kids. Like That's the same yeah. guy that played the big German guy in the first right. movie. And they're mm-hmm. like, uh, put a turban on and here's some brown paint. Now you're yeah. an Indian guy. Like, did you have to do that? Did you really? Nope. <laughs> nope. That was a bad call. There's so many bad calls in this. And and again, R- Lucas and, and, and I watched the making of and like, uh, it's clear Lucas and Spielberg have some regrets about it even early on. And wow. then like now, years later, they're, all, they're willing to admit like it's, yeah, we made some mistakes. Even though the mistakes they think they made are not the mistakes that I think they made, they do understand that this just isn't, it's not on par with the other two movies. No. Because there are only two other movies, right? (laughs) Okay, I'll say this, though. In terms of it being offensive or like derogatory towards the major world religion of Hinduism, at least they remembered to include voodoo dolls. Yeah, and the thing is, obviously, there there are like you know uh, there are different types of cults and stuff in India that they could have used and focused on and like used their like interesting rituals and stuff, and that would have been cool. Instead, sure. they're just like I don't know, they use voodoo dolls. Like, <laughs> they use some heathen shit over here. <laughs> yeah, and it, again, like if you, I I would absolutely believe that's like something you could see in a 1930s or 40s action adventure movie. Uh, where an uh, uh, an Indian character for some reason is using a voodoo doll, but t- that's because it was racist. <laughs> that's because they were racist. Like it come from an ignorant, <laughs> uninformed standpoint. Right. So like, I'll tell you what, though, man. Like after watching stuff like this, and again, you know, seeing what a lot of our parents gleaned from it was just some of that basic food racism and shit like that that we were talking about. It makes it all the clearer to me why our parents were so like worried about shit that we listened to watched or whatever influencing us because it's like oh it's because you're really easily influenced by anything you fucking see you'll believe 100 percent. you'll 100%. believe they eyeball soup and that's why you don't want to go eat at the indian buffet in town like <laughs> right you're you're the one that's easily influenced got it that's right. why you're worried about me yeah it's it's the projection man just so much projection like Oh no! You'll 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 be a dummy just like me and be influenced by absolutely everything. Oh, somebody yeah. told you Indian food's gross? Yeah, I believe it. Okay, must be true. Cool. I saw it in must a movie. Be true. But yep. you know, on the bright side, as far as you know, how this movie deals with Hinduism and stuff, it does tell us that it is all true and that it does work because the magic rituals and crazy shit that happens yeah. in this as a result of Kali and Shiva and all this jazz, mm-hmm. apparently it's all real. So it is crediting, <laughs> I guess, Hindu right. as being real. Although apparently in the Indiana Jones universe, as we saw the yep. effects of the Ark of the Covenant in the first one and the effects yep. of the black sleep of Kali and all this crazy shit in this mm-hmm. movie, 
in the Indiana Jones world, apparently all religions are true and have yeah. magical, mystical properties. Mm-hmm. Judaism <laughs> confirmed. Hinduism <laughs> confirmed. Christianity confirmed. Like, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a universe where every religion is true, despite the fact that they overlap with each other and disagree with each other. <laughs> Like, what? <laughs> huh? That's a little okay. bit confusing. That means there's all kinds of Mormons with uh, spirit babies on planets and stuff floating around out there in <laughs> Indiana Jones space. Every time I you look up at the sky, whole... just remember that. Hold on. Indiana Jones. That's the next one. He goes to space and <laughs> discovers <laughs> that Mormons are right. <laughs> they were right the whole time. a Mormon with his own planet and spirit babies and whatnot. <laughs> it's just called I Indiana Jones and the Temple. Because it's just this temple. <laughs> That's it. Yes. I, want I that like it. so bad that needs to exist. Do you think that like he ends up getting saved by like some, some magic underwear keeps him from getting stabbed by a Nazi or something? <laughs> yeah, absolutely magic underwear keeps him from getting stabbed by a Nazi. Space Nazis, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> I mean, apparently this is just how it works over there. So I guess, yeah, he could he could encounter like the fucking... This is the shield of Odin, and it summons Valkyries and shit, too. I guess Fucking, anything yeah. goes. See, by the way, though, that okay, if anything goes, if it's any religion, why the fuck did they go with the crystal skull for that movie that doesn't exist? I don't Why the fuck know. did they not go with something, like you just said, like a Norse myth or, or something of that sort? Like, yep. Just keep going in the religion angle that's interesting it's fun in some ways when you're not making fun of someone else's religion like i i i mean i really like last crusade i i like the the fact that like i don't know the the fact that you know it, it takes these religious mythologies and makes them like interesting and fun yeah. I, I don't understand why they couldn't have done that with this. There's so much interesting, fun stuff in Hinduism that they could have used. Instead, know, they right? just make it eh, racist caricature. Yeah. <laughs> it's really weird, too, man, because at the end of the day, whenever I was watching this movie and noticing that I wasn't, I just wasn't having that much fun sitting there right. watching this movie. Yeah, me too. I actually stopped it several times and said, I fucking hate this. Yeah, just, anyway. I need a break right now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, we watched half of it one night and then finished it the next day, because I was just like, I'm getting tired, I'm kind of getting burnt out on this, so we took two days on this one to watch even just one time, but it's kind of startling when you're like, somehow the Nazis were more fun? Yeah, well, and I mean, because Nazis are clear villains, right? The actual it's, bad guys. <laughs> yes, it's obvious. You put a Nazi on screen, people go, yeah, bad guy, got it. Yeah, like this again. Now you're you're putting Indians on screen, and then just saying bad guy. Like what you're? <laughs> so we're going from Nazis to Indian people. I don't get that. <laughs> now I think probably what they did was they were like, who who else killed a bunch of people? And according to the you know may potentially sensationalized uh, accounts of the thuggy cult they definitely killed and robbed people for sure yeah the thuggy cult real they, they yeah. are real yeah yeah according to those accounts they potentially killed a whole lot of people a nowhere bunch. near millions though probably <laughs> nowhere not. near like that seems to be a little bit of a stretch and, and that's the thing like with you know with nazis as the punching bag you can honestly villainize them however you fucking want to because there is no defending 
Nazis. No. Society now in 2022. Listen (laughs) to me. There is no defending them. You can talk as much shit about them as you want to and make them out to be as bad as you want to be. And that, in theory, shouldn't offend anybody, although apparently now it does again. What the fuck? That's another conversation. You cannot tolerate intolerance. That's the fucking bottom line. That's the bottom line. It's not a possibility. It's more fun with the Nazis because you can just evil them up as much as you want to, and it's fine Mm -hmm. to see them get punched in the fucking mush at the end of the movie. Cool. Exactly. You imagine if this was like, okay, say the Norse mythology thing, and obviously the Nazis were way into Norse mythology, so he's pursuing, yeah, yeah, some, some sort of Norse artifact. And he punches Himmler in the fucking face. That would Tight. be great. Give me yeah. that. That's great. Awesome. Wonderful. Instead, let's be racist for a while. Like <laughs> Indiana what? Jones versus the brown people. He saves the brown right. people from the other brown people. Yay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's Man. so funny, dude. Like the, the movies that we've covered this month uh, that that fix so many of the things that this did badly. Where like Big Trouble right. in Little China is the anti-white oh, savior man. movie. Like Exactly. Uh, Prey is the anti-worthless female character movie. This movie has that. It's, it's well, like and so aliens many as done. well. Yeah, dude, totally. Big Trouble in Little China also, as you said, anti-white savior. It, I feel like Big Trouble in Little China is almost a reaction to this movie. Now that I think about it, because like you got the anti-white savior, you got um, the the mysticism. Uh, yeah, but you got Kim Cattrall playing a very useful character. But she's also white savior. Like it's like it's like Carpenter saw this and he was just like, Ugh, white savior trope. Oh, that's so lame. Oh, they damsel in distress get, trope. Yeah. yeah, they didn't even get Indian characters to play all the Indian characters or Indian people to play all the Indian characters. Here's what I'll do: I'll I'll make a movie, a kung fu type of movie. Asians play all the Asian roles and they're the heroes. And the white savior is just useless, and he's also got a useful female companion who's also a white shaver and useless but yeah. at least she's not screaming all the time she does scream a good bit but it's funny kim control is great in that um I, I really do feel like now looking back at it big trouble in little china might have been a reaction to this in some ways i kind of wonder yeah now that we're talking about him does everything right that this does wrong that's true man that's true huh and it's also like fun and funny like the other yeah. indiana jones movies i mean there's there's a little bit of levity in them there's we named yeah, the dog absolutely. indiana like there's always a little <laughs> bit of light stuff in here but like in this movie it's just like um guy throws a hammer and it bonks some other guy on the head funny anyway moving <laughs> on like there's not yeah. there's not really any wit or like whimsy to much no. anything i mean short line's got a couple round a couple lines and stuff in there but not much yeah it, it misses out on um on a lot of the fun. I, and I think, you know, you, you could say that because it gets into such dark territory in comparison to the other two, that, uh, you know, there would be less levity. But I think that's reason for more levity. And I, I, I as I said, Steven Spielberg saw Kate Capshaw, uh, Willie, as the, you know, comic relief kind of. And, of course, we got Short Round being funny. Uh, but they, they didn't do enough again, where it's just like, if you had a little bit more levity, if you had just a little bit more fun, yeah, it, it, it would be more tolerable. It would, uh, but again, it, it would have gone a long racism. way. <laughs> yeah. There'd, yeah. You'd have to do a lot to, to kind of uh, 
change things around and make this a much better movie. But I think it, it could have been done. I just think I think they probably rushed it too much, and they were both as as they both have said in a bad headspace. Like they could have made a better movie for sure. I'm shocked it didn't sink the franchise. Like I know that it made yeah, a absolutely. fuck ton of money because people were just excited to see more of Indiana Jones and Harrison but Ford. It, I mean, he's fucking huge at the time, yeah. obviously. But it made less than the previous installment, oh. uh, which is interesting because the budget was a bit higher. Uh, what are we talking about? Uh, uh, Twenty-eight point one seven million, which is still surprising to me. Even though it was eighty-four, that seems low. Um, it also but makes the, the budget office, of yeah. Aliens even more insane. Like, it does, holy right? Fuck. You made Aliens <laughs> for $10 million less yeah. than this. What? I mean, yeah, again, though, this is a set deck movie. Like, Aliens Aliens is obviously, set decoration is insane and way, even better than this. But this movie has an awesome set decoration. I oh, love yeah. it. Like, oh, yeah. The, the aesthetic they went with is great. But yeah, this made this made like 20 or 30 million less than the previous installment. And, and yeah, critically... I mean, when we say it's racist and sexist now, people can be like, yeah, but back then they didn't think that. They did. There are critics from 1984 who called it racist and sexist. <laughs> so, like, it, this is not uh, 2022 woke nonsense yeah, coming yeah. out of nowhere. Other people saw this when it came out. Uh-huh. Um, but they, the fact that they then circled back and realized like oh even though that made 333 million dollars that failed that movie was not what we wanted and didn't help the franchise let's go back to the nazis let's go back to the desert let's get more levity back in there i mean uh you know the damsel in distress in last crusade is actually a villain who's pretending to be in distress like they changed all the problems to fix the franchise yeah. Because these problems we're pointing out were clear to them, too. <laughs> like, it was obvious to them they had fucked up. Well, and the thing about it is, too, is, you know, the first and third movies both deal with, uh, you know, Abrahamic religion, deal with Christianity and those mm-hmm. artifacts. And they do it in a way that's like, oh, these are like sacred artifacts from this, this you know, holy religion and stuff. It never right. feels like it's going out of its way to... Yeah, make fun of or overly characterize those those characters uh, the way that this does. You know what I mean? Like, there's not like yeah. some crazy Christian cult that is mm-hmm. upkeeping the Ark of the Covenant and yeah. they're bad guys. Like, there's nothing like that in it. There's a certain amount of, of reverence that they give mm-hmm. to Christianity that they do not give to Hinduism in this, and that just or, seems or even as, fucked up from to me. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. The the uh, the that tribe that he stole from like so like yeah it's like yes. christianity always gets the reverence though yeah, also that gets i mean the ark, of, ark of the covenant is connected with judaism so as well so yeah there's that respect for the abrahamic religions as you're saying whereas yeah. everything else just is shit even though it's true <laughs> even yeah. though it's real <laughs> like what even though it's real what <laughs> What a fucking bizarre, bizarre movie this is, dude. And it carried yeah. into a, a, a core memory from my childhood that now I'm trying to remember if I even saw this before I saw the actual movie or which one came first. But mm. I went on YouTube the other night after I watched this movie to find the episode of Muppet Babies that featured scenes <laughs> yes. and images from this movie. Do you remember right. this? Uh-huh, I do. It's actually, I think it's only like season one, episode two. It's like right at the start wow. of the fucking series. And they're they putting the right Muppet Babies it. dealing with the damn thuggy cult. 
and like the cultists with like the skull helmets and all this shit. It's wild, dude. It's fucking wild. Fonzie Bear's like, Kalima, waka, waka, waka. Yeah. Like, it's what? it's weird because, you know, I mean, obviously they don't show in the Muppet Babies like somebody's, you know, heart getting ripped out or anything. But if you have just watched the movie and you know that, you know, this little baby frog and this baby pig are definitely in danger of getting right. dismembered by this cult or at least thrown into child slavery. Man, it's dark. <laughs> I got to say, I, I can't. I do remember the episode. I just can't remember entirely. But uh, I, I got to assume Gonzo did play the the evil guy, right? Because Gonzo. No, it's, always it's just the, the evil guy. No. no. Yeah, it's actually just It's the, just the, oh, they didn't even, oh, because yeah, it's no. the babies. No. <laughs> babies it's, can't it's be evil. Mm-hmm. So I wish that's they had a made an weird. evil baby. <laughs> it is. That is weird. Uh, PG-13. This is one of the movies mm. that really kind of helped establish that yep, as a this, rating between PG and R. Yep. This and, and Gremlins, both of which, you know, obviously have a, a kid focus in some ways. Uh, but aren't kid movies kind of yeah it, it that inspired the idea of you know what maybe yeah it's it's not so black and white as four kids or four adults <laughs> yeah. maybe there's some in between maybe teenagers can handle things uh that kids can't maybe. um and yeah that's i mean i think the rating system is trash anyway but uh if you're gonna have a rating system it makes sense to have you know, accurate ratings that give Some people gradients. an idea of what they're getting into. Yeah. 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 So this, you know, kind of helped form that in there. Uh, I'll say on a good note too, soundtrack is fucking awesome. Oh, There's a man. lot of, John you know, Williams. Yeah. returning Kicking. things that you know dun, 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 dun. Yeah. obviously that's gonna be in there but like yeah some of the music he put like down in the uh down in the actual temple itself is like really dark and really mysterious yeah. and exotic mm-hmm. sounding like you could tell he had some fun with this he probably got to play around with some different instrumentation and vibes than he did in the first movie he did a really fucking good job the soundtrack in this yeah. is great mm-hmm. feels yeah. perfect for the movie yeah and, and uh, you know um uh, yeah, it's beautiful. Set decoration, great. I, yeah, I'm just trying to trying to find the beauty in this. I know, movie right? That I I really just don't like. Other than just I, aesthetically I think, and the fact that it's yeah. weird, you know, it's it's yeah. just fucking weird. Not forgettable. Yeah. I'll say that. No, not at all. And and I understand, like uh, you know, when I was looking up, you know, people's opinions on the racism in this movie, I of course saw a lot of racism defenders. But it seemed at the core of most of them was I liked this movie as a kid, and I yeah. think we like I think we've probably talked about this before. But you don't have to lose the memories of joy you had as a child to admit that something is wrong or bad. Yeah, like, totally. You didn't know any better. You were a kid, right? Just because you had fun doesn't mean that it's it's not hurtful to people it's not harmful to an entire race of people like it's okay to say yeah man i had a ton of fun with it and if i were to watch it now i would still get those feelings but i do understand it's problematic yeah i mean dude like look at the way that we talk about pro wrestling from when we were kids right like Uh we loved that shit when we were kids you go back now and you're like the matches (laughs) oh dude yeah (laughs) problematic as fuck and also you go back and watch the matches and they're like boring as fuck like it's really boring yeah a lot of them a lot of them were boring i mean stuff we had fun with as kids you know yeah and and, and i think like yeah like i i don't know like we talked we've talked about ruining childhood and stuff ruining childhoods and stuff uh regarding movies you know the the 
Ghostbusters uh, 2016 was one of those things that a lot of man children lost their shit over. Um, <laughs> and that's the thing. It's uh, you're you're an you're an adult now. I understand. Like it, it's great to maintain a childlike sense of wonder. That's wonderful. But if if the only way you can maintain that is by remembering your childhood as this golden time that cannot be critiqued. Yeah. yeah. Um, you're, you're not, you're not an adult. <laughs> you're not yeah. at the point where you understand the world in, in an adult fashion, like really just push beyond your love for a thing and your nostalgia, see how it might, yeah. yeah. See how it might harm others how it might be a negative um and you know that that it's it's not saying you're a bad person for having liked it as a kid how the fuck would you know yeah you're a kid kid. come on yeah your parents should have known better sure (laughs) but they also didn't it was the 80s everybody was racist yeah not like today where everybody's like way not racist right nobody's racist anymore right (laughs) right got cured we got cured of racism (laughs) But yeah, I I I um I'm not in a rush to ever watch this movie again. No, I, like and, and I want to watch uh, I want to watch the next one just as a palate cleanser to be like, okay, absolutely. I do like that. Mm-hmm. I do like this character mm-hmm. in this franchise. But yep. yeah, again, like first one, go back and listen to that episode. We got some some insights on that one. This one is just really not good. The next one yeah. is really good. I, I do look forward yeah. to watching it again. Maybe I'm wrong, though. Maybe I go back and it's, like, terrible and fucked up, but I don't That's think it possible. is. That's possible. It's possible. I, I mean, you're still dealing with, uh, you know, um, him going into, like, Egypt and stuff, but uh, Egypt was a Christian nation there for a good bit, uh, and, and I, think, I think there's a bit more respectfulness, again, as you said, just because it's Christianity, they seem more respectful, I, I think I think from my last rewatch, I was still like, no, nah, I think I think this is still good. But yeah, who knows when we when we do it on the show, maybe we'll be like, fuck, man, I guess I don't like Indiana Jones. Maybe it's all bad. <laughs> I don't know. Do you think that this is a franchise that that needs to continue with a new Indiana Jones? Do you no. think this is something that needs Mm-mm. to be picked up by fucking Chris Pratt or The Rock and no made into something new? No, oh, dude, I don't either, man. Make like, a I, new action adventure franchise. Like, how about how that? Hard is it right? I know, right? Like, I haven't watched the. Uh, is it the Tom Holland like Uncharted? movie based on oh, the video right. games i i do have that on my my watch list i haven't seen I hope that it's yet good. i don't know i hope so too i like tom holland and i know those video games are really popular but i, I like an action adventure movie yeah. like this. i want there to be good ones well and even whenever i played the, that first uncharted game years ago i remember playing it mm-hmm. being like holy shit like this is like playing an indiana jones movie this is so sick yeah only it's not just relying on nostalgia and musical cues yeah. that you know stir up your warm and fuzzies uh, I'm with you. Don't keep making Indiana Jones movies. Just no. let it let it be dead when Harrison Ford doesn't want to do it anymore, which he doesn't want to do it anymore. And that's what he wants. He's yeah. said that that he he does he just wants the character to die with him. I mean, I think look at movies like National Treasure. Nick Cage, love him. Uh National Treasure has the the fun feel of Indiana Jones movies, maybe not shot as well, maybe not even written as well, but it's still fun, and that's a fun franchise. Like we don't need to go back to the well. I think we need just more fun adventure franchises. And franchises, I think, they they kind of have to be. Like, with action adventure, you want to know what's happening with the character again. 
Like yeah. you don't want to just you don't want just one installment. It does need to be a franchise, but I it could be a new franchise. I'd prefer a new franchise. Me too, man. Me too. Yeah, just let this be what it is, a three movie arc and young yeah. Indiana Jones and that's fine. Mhm. Perfect. Yeah, sounds no, great yeah. to me. <laughs> So, I don't know. I mean, overall, it sounds like we don't love this movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I will say the best things about it, soundtrack sets. Um, I mean, even the, the characters are memorable. I mean, everybody remembers Short Round and Willie for bad reasons and Molaron. Molaron's a, an awesome villain. Yeah, great. There's memorable stuff in it, but uh, I'm in no rush to see this again, man. You ready to rate this thing? Yeah, I can slap a number on this. Um, yeah, no rush to to watch it again, but uh, all of the positives are like really good positives. the The positives of this are like extremely well done. Yes, because it's a Spielberg movie. Uh, because it's a sequel to uh, an outrageously successful movie. Because they really invested into this. Uh, if they had just invested more into the script, if they had just put more effort into making sure that even though you're taking them on a dark adventure, that you're you're using the same reverence for the the cultural artifact, using the same like you know uh, levity and stuff. Because this you know I, I'd say the most levity you get's the opening, and then after that it's kind of dark and dark and dark, uh, which is again fine as long as you continue to throw in that level of humor that you have from the first and you have in the third. Um, but it, it it's just not fun for me to watch. I don't have the same nostalgia that a lot of other people have. And I think that it could have been done so much better. So for me, I don't know. This is probably like a like a three and a half to a four. Yeah, um, that's kind of where I'm sitting at too, honestly. Yeah. So I, I, I got to give credit fair. to the fact that it, it made it, it has some memorable scenes and it made some memories. Yeah, and it's all competently done, but yeah, absolutely. I, I'm right yeah. there with three, three and a half to four. I think is pretty generous, honestly, for, for this <laughs> absolutely movie. Absolutely, it is. Absolutely, <laughs> it is generous. But I look forward to hearing what you guys thought about this and uh, over on our Facebook page. Hang out with us on there, our Instagram page, Twitter. Just find mm-hmm. all of our social media pages with our link tree, and you'll be able mm-hmm. to hang out with your boys or hang out with your boys in person there early November. Come down to our hangout meetup in Knoxville, Tennessee. It's going to be a good old time. And uh, yes. also be sure to, to tune into the show there next week where we're going to be having a drawing out of that Patreon-only smoking bowl. That's right. If you uh, want to throw a movie into the smoking bowl, potentially be reviewed on the show, head on over to patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely. Become a patron on any level. You get access to our Patreon-exclusive episodes. Uh, we recently, the Prey episode is up there. It's fucking awesome. Go check it out. Um, but if you become a patron on a $5 level, you get to submit a movie to the smoking bowl. Then we draw from that smoking bowl and we cover the movie that we draw. And we'll be doing that next week. And if you want to know what that movie is, check our social media around Friday, Saturday. I'll yeah. uh, post the drawing video. That's right. And we'll find out what it is. And we'll do that one. I hope it's another action packed one here for action. Yeah. August. Action uh, August. It's been a good time. I've enjoyed doing these flicks. A good little break from horror. So hopefully you guys have been enjoying it too, and you'll catch up with us next week on the show where I will be continuing to be Uncle Ben. And I am going to change my name to George Clooney. Oh, Jorge Clooney, huh? That's me, George Clooney. 
<laughs> I like it. All right. And uh, we'll be dead and lovely. So, bye. See ya. Okay, so I've just found a list of some of the worst, like, Indiana Jones-related jokes that I've ever seen in my entire life. Are you ready for some? I I don't think I am, but I want to hear them. I need that inspiration music. Do 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 meow 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 meow. All right, now that you're inspired, right? Why didn't Indiana Jones have a Nokia phone? Hmm. Why didn't Indiana Jones have a Nokia phone? I do not know. Because he was too afraid of the snake game. It's a good one, right? Yeah. All right. It's uh-huh. a really, really good joke. Mm-hmm. He opened what's, it and he was like, what's, uh, Snakes! Uh, <laughs> Indiana, <laughs> Indiana Jones's least favorite band. Indiana Jones's least favorite band. I can't imagine. What would it be? The Rolling Stones. Because <laughs> of that time that the stone like Because of that one time there was a yeah. stone rolling after him. <laughs> so that would be his least favorite band. Like forevermore yeah. he would hear like brown sugar and be like, I got to get the fuck out of here. Can't stand it. <laughs> I mean, that's that, that's not a terrible joke. Not that bad. It's, all right. All right. <laughs> Why is Indiana Jones sad? Hmm. Uh, I mean, I can think of several reasons, but yeah. I I don't know what specifically. Let's hear it. It's because his career is in ruins. Because <laughs> he's archaeologist, so he's like, yeah, that, one's, okay, that one's bad. Yeah. Well, yeah. I will tell you what, though. That priest from Indiana Jones and a Temple of Doom was actually a really inspirational guy because he oh, yeah. touched so many hearts. <laughs> that one's actually pretty good. I'm not that mad at that one. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. You got a pretty tight five of Indiana Jones. <laughs> it's pretty good. Oh, okay. Actually, you know what? I've just found another one. I've just found another one here. Yeah. Does Indiana Jones like foreplay? Hmm. I, I mean, doesn't seem like it from the movies. What do you what What are you saying? No, he just whips it out. <laughs> just whips it out. You know, he just whips it out. Look at this. He says, <laughs> "I bet he says something about Indiana bones, right?" <laughs> <laughs> I think that's right. Yeah. No, this set's gonna kill. <laughs> <laughs>